Each year on Ash Wednesday, I must confess I cringe a little bit when we hear this gospel story proclaimed. What I hear being proclaimed is to practice piety, but practice it in secret so that others will not see. And so as a priest, I cringe a little because part of my job is to encourage us all to proclaim to the world the redemption, the transformation, the liberation we experience in God's love for us. And I haven't quite figured out how to shout this to the world if, as Jesus instructs in today's gospel, I am hidden away in a closet all by myself. But that is taking this scripture at face value. And there are actually a lot of undercurrents at play here in this text. First of all, there is clearly a tension between the Jewish religious leaders and the followers of Jesus. Matthew is writing this gospel after the fall of the Jerusalem temple. And the Jewish religious leaders and the leaders of Matthew's church are in conflict as they each attempt to position themselves as the proper interpreters of Israel's traditions. So it is likely that these hypocrites that Matthew is referring to to in today's text are the Jewish religious leaders. And yet, even as he is criticizing them, Jesus recognizes that the religious leaders are taking steps to practice righteous behavior through prayer and fasting and giving alms. But Jesus says they are not the example to follow. He expects more from us. He calls us to a higher righteousness. He intensifies the requirements. Don't go and pursue these spiritual disciplines solely for the sake of appearing religious, of appearing righteous. But do these spiritual disciplines with all your heart and your mind. It is not enough to simply go through the motions you must engage with your whole self. So when we look at this through the examples of almsgiving, prayer, and fasting, all important spiritual disciplines, what we see is Jesus encouraging us to do acts of righteousness, yes, but to do them with pure intent. And by pure intent, I mean in ways that are not self-serving, that don't seek admiration from other people. Because if we do these acts of piety, if we perform these spiritual disciplines simply to be noticed by other people, then yes, we receive immediate gratification immediate feedback that we are so good and so faithful. But this immediate gratification is superficial. 
and it perverts the acts of piety because a shift occurs. And the focus is not on God. The focus shifts to become all about us. Guess what, folks? It's not all about us. And these warnings to not be like the hypocrite, Jesus is actually issuing an invitation, calling us back to God, inviting us to reorient our lives, our secular lives, and our spiritual lives, and bring our focus back to God, to reconciliation with God, to right relationship with God. The intent behind our prayers, our fasting, our Lenten disciplines, that intent is just as important, if not more important, than the practice of the spiritual disciplines themselves. Jesus is aiming at our hearts. Where is your heart oriented? Are we orienting ourselves to seek out immediate gratification, to seek out the approval and admiration of our neighbors and friends? Are we self-sabotaging our own spiritual growth? Are we abusing God's love for us in seeking the glorification of ourselves? Or are we seeking to glorify God through our actions and the way we interact with the world? Are we seeking opportunities to deepen our own awareness of God? Doing acts of righteousness is not about us. It is not a time to be self serving. We do them because they are right. We do them as a response to God's love for us. Jesus calls us to engage our heads, our hearts, our whole bodies in response to God. If we are simply going through the motions or even worse, if we are going through the motions in order to be seen by others, we are spiritually bankrupt. Our heads, our hearts, our faith is not engaged. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. In a few moments, we will come to the altar to receive a cross of ashes on our foreheads, a very visible reminder of our mortality, a visible reminder that we are not in control, a reminder of our brokenness and our dependence upon God. And if we believe in our dependence upon God and in our own mortality, 
If we believe in God's love for us, then now is the time for us to do a gut check and do the work to reorient ourselves, our lives to God. Now is the time to move nearer to God. It is time for us to let go at least for a season, of our ingrained, consumerist, individualist way of thinking. Let go of our inner dialogue that asks, what do I get out of this? How will doing this give me a higher level of satisfaction? And instead, remember that this life of faith This life of discipleship is not all about you. So stop self-sabotaging. Get out of your own way and open your heart and your mind. Allow that inner longing stir and guide you to move nearer to God. As disciples of Christ, We do acts of mercy and love, piety and charity, because that's what God calls us to do, because that is what it is to follow Christ. Broken, sinful, flawed people that we are, when we engage our hearts and minds with pure intent to glorify God, we exhibit love in word and deed to God's beloved creation. Now is the time. Remember, it's not all about you. It is about God.